Hi, Valerie. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, Alicia. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me, I was going to ask my normal first question, but since you said you've had such a crazy week, can you tell me about why you've had a crazy week? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I am in the process of preparing for the photo shoot for my book, which will be out September of next year. Um, The photo shoot, we're starting beginning of next week. And I'm also, you know, working on manuscript edits and working on a project um, that's going to be really cool. It's going to have something to do with holiday baking and um, just getting ready for that since we are making some videos and you kind of have to do some, um, a lot of, just a lot of work gearing up for that. Oh, wow. Well, that's super exciting then. Yeah, it is. It it, it is very exciting. (laughs) Well, can you tell me about where you grew up and what you ate? Yeah, so I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, born and raised. Um, And I ate just like a lot of different things. Like, obviously, I ate a lot of Louisiana food, um, like crawfish boils. That's what you do in springtime, like April, May. Um... I always loved fresh, um, fresh fruit. And my grandmother, she always had like fig trees and a grapefruit tree. And, um, you know, we had blackberries growing wild in our backyard. So I was always just like tickled to be able to go and like pluck fruit off of the tree and enjoy that. So, um, yeah, and my mom, she's actually from Indiana. So we also ate like rice for breakfast, which is apparently like a very Midwestern thing, just like rice with butter and sugar. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like oatmeal basically, just with rice. Oh, that, okay, that's a very interesting way of looking at it. I never thought about it like you know, it's a- I just thought my first cousin, I was like, this is so weird, but we'd go spend summers there and I'd be like this is delicious (laughs) well um you didn't start your career in food so what inspired you to get into food like what role has food played in your whole life and and what made you make that leap to kind of making it your your whole life yeah I mean so for me creating food and not just creating it but sharing it with other people through media Um, And for many years, that was through a blog. Mm -hmm. It was really just an outlet um, because I enjoyed doing it. And I had just something inside of me that had this impulse to create things and take pictures of them and write about them and share it with other people. And I never really saw um, or even really thought about, I guess, how it could potentially be a career because I was always very focused on my academics and it was always like, you know, you do well in school to go to a good college and you do well in college to go to grad school and you do well in grad school to, you know, pass the bar exam and get a good job. And I had always thought along those lines. I had never really kind of branched out into this like concept of, um, of the world of being more of like an entrepreneurial creative. So um, 
what I, I guess it was actually, I'm trying to think about like when it was that I saw um, this as like an actual career path that I really, I thought I could, I could make something of. And I think I actually had the idea of like sharing food in a book before I had the idea of knowing this could be a potential career. Um, I just thought it would be something that I, I, I could potentially do while still working as a lawyer full time. But, um, you know, I, I competed on the great American baking show and, um, and winter or in fall and winter of 2017. And when I got back home from competing on that, I was just like sitting at work, like feeling like the walls were closing in on me. And I knew that I couldn't devote like the best hours of my day to work that, um, that I just was, I really wasn't passionate about it. And that isn't to say that there wasn't a place for me in the legal field where I could have felt that, but um, I wasn't feeling it. So I just, I, you know, I took this leap and was like, well, I don't know how we're going to make this work. And I didn't have anything lined up. And um, I just said, you know, I want to take that chance to see if I can, um, if I can make an actual career out of this. Right. And so has being, has that training as a lawyer helped you in your career now, uh, focusing on being a food writer and kind of a, you know, food content creator? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's interesting because I think a lot of lawyers, they're like self-selected for a number of reasons, <laughs> but um, I do enjoy reading. I enjoy writing. I enjoy analyzing. And those are all skills that I really honed in on as a law student, because you don't really have a choice. Um, and also just like understanding the concept of sources and primary sources and knowing, just kind of like knowing how to research and not taking everything at face value and understanding terms of art. So all of that, I think, um, I think being a law student definitely prepared me for, and also just knowing how to work hard because, you know, for the, for the vast most part, um, you know, being an attorney is like extremely, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a lot, yeah. it's a lot of work and it's a lot of expectations that people have just the nature of the job for some reason is, um, you know, is not a, a good work-life balance as they say. It's just an expectation of a lot of hours right. and an expectation of really being committed and I think anyone who has written a book um, and definitely a cookbook really understands how much it takes to kind of do it start to finish. So I think just that work ethic of knowing um, knowing how to really push myself um, has probably been the most practical thing. Right. Well, it's funny because as you say that, I'm like, yeah, the all the people I know who are lawyers and all the people I know who are bakers are like the hardest working people I've, I know because they're the ones who are like working these long hours, like bakers have to get up at like three in the morning to bake the bread, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, it, there is that connection between this like very, very focused and intense work ethic, which I hadn't thought about before. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's unavoidable. I mean, especially like 
and we all like any lawyer has like studied for the bar exam which is like a crazy thing (laughs) and just to kind of like put yourself in that zone and be in that zone for like months and months or or people who, who you know who have worked in the in the field years you know it's yeah a lot of it's a lot of stress <laughs> for sure um and so we talked a bit about the pro- where you are in your cookbook process right now but how have you what was the difference between doing a cookbook versus doing you know your your blog or your instagram like wh- how has how have those processes differed or, or maybe how have they been the same yeah i mean i feel like with a book i'm always thinking about this much bigger picture whereas and and the bigger picture I'm thinking about with the book is like is it's one it's like sharing just like my absolute favorite recipes and you know recipes that are meaningful Mm -hmm. but also telling this broader story whereas with Instagram um I mean I use social media for a number of different ways these days but you know ideally when I'm thinking about the bigger picture of Instagram, I'm thinking more aesthetically, like, okay, what photo will look good next to the eight photos I've just posted on my grid? Like, you know, what's the color scheme? What is it so that it it fits so that I don't have a bunch of like, you know, round pies one after the next? Um, I'm thinking, yeah, I think I think about it a little bit more aesthetically. But you know, I also use social media as a way to um, you know, it's it's a lot of the the bread and butter of this whole career in food media. It's it's how I pay these bills. So um, <laughs> a lot of social content is kind of um, I'm not going to say dictated, but that's a, a huge part of social content, including blogging content. Is um, you know what like different brand partnerships right, that I have. Right. And do you feel that that does that I don't know, change your creativity in any way? Do you feel kind of, I don't know, I think people talk about Instagram and and usually they're talking about it in these like laborious ways, like, ugh, like, you know, about these aesthetics and the grid and and like, you know, performance or something like that. But I, for me, and I think for other people, maybe for you too, like it, it, it doesn't always feel inauthentic. And so like, how does Instagram kind of being the bread and butter of your work in food media, you know, change maybe what you want to do or, or does it influence things in a way that you don't like, or are you, are you still doing kind of what is authentic to you? Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting question because I feel like from when I first got on Instagram to where I am now, it's been a total evolution. Um, and when I got on it in 2016, it was like, it was really with the idea of one, people are sick of me posting food photos on my personal right. account. And two, like, I think like the, one of the earlier pictures I, I posted got reposted by a big account. And I, I then saw like, oh, hey, this is a way I can actually like build a community um, of of people who are interested in the content I'm creating. So, um, whereas now I feel like it, Instagram is a full-time job when I'm really excelling at Instagram, 
I am putting in so much thought and time and energy into it. And I actually, like earlier this year, I got to a point where I was like, I was like, this is enjoyable again. I like this. This is fun. Um, for me, like, like just how my account evolved, I think it has been a struggle to balance it with other creative endeavors that I have, because if I'm publishing, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to build connections where I'm sharing recipes with other media outlets, you know, that's a recipe that I'm not going to share on my blog and, and the reach I can get from other media outlets. It, and, um, and the credibility is, I think, important, you know, for me to kind of take the next step that I want to take in my career in this industry. Um, so it's kind of like this, this tough thing to balance of, um, you know, recipes that we've saved for the book, recipes that we're pitching to other media outlets. And then it's like, okay, so what's left for, um, what's left for my blog? What's left for social media? And that's where those brand partnerships definitely come into play. And some of them um, are indeed like, or I'll say most of them are, are very authentic and genuine. And I actually really enjoy developing recipes um, for brands. And it also gives me like mandatory <laughs> blog and social media content. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's a balancing act that I am working on. Right. No. And I think every freelancer is working on similar balancing acts, especially like I have the newsletter now and I'm writing a book and I'm, I'm supposed to like write still for other people. And I just, you know, it's like, wh where is this well of inspiration that I'm supposed to be driving, right. especially now in the pandemic, which is, you know, where inspiration used to be pretty easy to come by because you just live in the world. And, you know, someone would say something offhand and you'd be like, oh, that's a great story idea, actually. Or like you could observe what is trending or something like that. But now it's like, everything is coming from the inside, <laughs> which, which is an interesting thing. And you, for you, has the pandemic affected your cooking or your work? Like what have you, where have you been drawing inspiration? Yeah. I mean, I think those are all just really great points. Um, and I think I told myself like several years ago when I really like kind of went down the, like the rabbit hole of like food media and wanting to exist in it. I just told like one of my mantras was like, you are an unlimited well of creativity. <laughs> <laughs> like whether it's true or not doesn't right. matter, but you have to at least tell yourself that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think with the pandemic, like, I don't know, I, I had a really rough start to the whole pandemic and recovery has been slower than I'd like. And that just coupled with manuscript edits, like, that's a really great question. Um, I'm like, where, where am I getting inspiration from? Oh, actually, um, my parents. So my dad, he is, he just like has all, all of the like great stories about like every family member and every ancestor. So um, I actually published a recipe for New York Times cook cooking a few weeks ago um, on succotash with sausage and shrimp. And my dad was like 100% like, 
everything behind that recipe because, you know, he was telling me how his dad made it growing up and then how his mom made it and how his grandmother would make it and how he makes it now and how his brother makes it now and how his friend makes it now. And I just kind of like used all of that to like put a recipe together. So definitely my parents. <laughs> That's that's a great place to find inspiration. Um, and you, you talked about how your cookbook is telling a story. What can people expect from from that cookbook? And, and what is the story you're telling? Yeah, I mean, I'm the story is really just about resilience. Um, so it's about, you know, not letting adversity kind of stop you from whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Right, right. And you, I guess you are famous for having won a show that didn't air. How is that? Um, how do you have a different kind of relationship to that now that you've you've been seeing such success? Or like how how does that feel nowadays? That the whole um, controversy around around um, um, the America America's Next uh, what is America? <laughs> It's, it's, it's the Great, great American, American Bake, Bake show. show because I get confused because yes. there was America's Next Great Baker and then it's the Great British Bake Off and then yes so <laughs> exactly so little known fact and I actually learned this in law school Bake Off is a trademark term by I believe it's Pillsbury ah. so that doesn't extend to Europe. Right. So that's why they can use the term bake off, but we can't use the term bake off. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um no, I mean that like honestly, um it still doesn't feel right. good. It's not something I think about right. because I don't want to give like power to yeah. it essentially. Um so yeah, it's just it's not something I I think about often. Um yeah. <laughs> no, it's been there's been so much controversy since that moment in food media that you know there's been so many moments where it seems that things might change in food media in terms of, you know, who is held up and who gets positions of power and that sort of thing and and your whole, you know, career in food media has has been in this these moments. And do you have some hope for for changes in the future in terms of, you know, who's given power and what kinds of stories we're allowed to tell? Ooh, that's a very that's a really good question. Um you know, and I'm I'm just so used to kind of like censoring a lot of my actual opinions right. about these things. Um do I have hope? I would say optimistically, I have yeah. hope. Realistically, um, I just feel like it, it. the question is just like, it's a bigger question than about food right. or food media. It's just a question about like where we are as a society. And I think we're all kind of seeing exactly that play out, like exactly who we really are as a society. And I don't think like anything in our industry in particular is going to be all that different from everything else that we see in our society. So um, I would say like optimistically, like, yeah, um, I have I have a little bit of hope that there um, that there can be some fundamental foundational changes when it comes to equity, when it comes to equality, when it comes to representation, like, like real, like real representation. Right. 
But I think we we know what that would actually look like, and that would be like across the board representation from every facet. And um, you know, we just we have to ask ourselves if um, if that's where our society actually is right, right. now. Right. No, it's so important. Probably not. <laughs> well, for you, is cooking a political act? I think existing as a black woman in this country is like a radical act in and of itself. Yes, absolutely. So I don't like, I don't, I can't quite like separate like, you know, any particular like thing that I do from just like existing, let alone like having some level of success. And um, yeah, I think like it just, just the fact that like I'm here is is almost like a political statement in and of itself. Well, thank you so much for chatting, Valerie. Yeah, thanks, Alicia.